this is Monica Chill, and I've got no mail. <laughs> awesome. So I have Olya here with me. I'm so grateful to have you here, Olya, and to hear about your life and your experiences. Um, so maybe you could start off just sharing a bit about yourself. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Olya. I am originally from Russia, as you can hear my accent. Um, I moved in 2015, um, have been disciple for 17 years, I think. Um, yeah, 17 years, been baptized when I was 13. Right now I'm 31, uh, have been single all this time. I'm also, um, for those who are Enneagram lovers, I'm eight, three, and four in my top. Uh, which means um, to our podcast, as an eight, I like living with gusto. I like living with passion and with a lot of flavor and enjoy whatever I'm doing. So I think that's kind of defines my attitude in, in what we're going to be talking about today. That's amazing. Wow. An eight, three and four. Yes. You have, would you say eight is like your most prominent one? Yeah, I usually like to look at like top three. Um, so that's like eight means that I'm like intense, passionate, direct, um, unfiltered. Three means that I have a lot of ambition and I like to have the best or have nothing kind of thing. And then four means that I feel very deeply <laughs> in a lot of things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's uh, kind of aspects of my personality. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I am an Enneagram one. Um, so. Oh, I can see that. Yes. <laughs> so for those listeners who don't know Enneagram types, you should definitely look into it. Um, really I agree. About someone and like you, you get to know someone really quickly. Right. Uh, a lot of, about motivation and how people think it's, it's really cool. Right. So true. Um, and so I know we've been talking to a few different women so far about just singlehood. And today I want to talk some about this idea of life to the full. Um, and first, I know I asked this question to most guests we have here um, on the podcast is how do you view singlehood right now? There's no wrong answer to that, but curious kind of if you want to be single, if you're like, no, I want to get married right now or just where you're at with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I've used singlehood as a blessing. And um, do I want it? I, I don't think I look at this as I want to. It's more, um, it's not like a choice. It's just what it is. Kind of like, do you want to be a woman? I'm like, it's not like I'm choosing. Uh, but I say I love being single. Um, yeah. And I'm really grateful for this stage of my life. When you think about your future, are you thinking that you will get married at some point? Uh, well, that's funny because I actually <laughs> I did something not non-conventional at some point in my life. But um, when I was like in my early 20s, I was thinking, you know, I'm get, I got into like this. Uh, I feel like everyone gets into this uh, desperate times in the early 20s where you're like, am I actually going to get married ever? So I got to this place and I was like, you know what? Um, uh, marriage is not promised. And if I'm never going to get married, it's one scenario of my life, how like decisions that I'm going to be making. 
or if I if God has it in the plans for me to get married, then it's going to be another scenario of what I want to do with my life. And so I, people can take it with a grain of salt, but it was my faith. But I prayed and fasted, and I asked God for certain things to happen. If he, uh, if he says that he wants me to be married at some point, if that's in his plans. And he said, yes. And so since then, I'm like, I know it's going to happen sometime. But the thing is, it's like never promised when it's kind of like the Sarah story where I can like, uh, like get married at 90s. It's like 60s, whatever. But as long as God's plan, I'm cool with that. But I think that defines how I'm living right now, that uh, I don't feel worried about whether it is in the plans. I know that it is. That's awesome. Um <laughs> Can you tell us more about that story? I don't know if you want to share, like, I don't know how you and God came to that. Um. Uh, yeah, well, so I asked for three things to happen. Um, I'm not going to describe on podcast what, but I asked for three things to happen um, in a certain timeline. The timeline was a, is a week. And uh, one of the thoughts why I did it is also I was thinking, like, if I will never get married, then I will try to adapt kids before I will be 30. Um, and so that was like my plan. Like I need to plan for that financially, career wise, all that. Um, but that's kind of where I trusted in God's hands. And I was like, God, if it's a no, that's cool. I will have to surrender that, but then I will like proceed with my life in a different scenario. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so I asked for three things. The first two things happened almost like immediately, like in the first days, and the last thing, as I said, it happened like, like on Sunday night, like minutes before Sunday was over before midnight, that's the third thing happened. And so, yeah, it was, uh, and it was like, not in a way kind of like I asked for like a concept of what should happen, but I didn't ask for specifics and God did it like in the way that I didn't expect to happen. So yeah. Um, but again, I know it's not for everyone. It's kind of like really your journey with God and your faith in, in asking those type of questions. But sometimes I get bold and I was like, okay, God, let's just, let's just have a dialogue here. <laughs> just <Yeah>. tell me <laughs> yes right. or no, I'll take it. Mm, yeah. So has that affected your life? Like from then, like, do you, have you changed the way that you live because of that time? Yeah, I think the main thing was that like I did not adopt kids before 30. So <laughs> I think that was the main thing that at that time I was like, uh, like if I want to be a mother and that would be the way probably like, so it's just something that I was considering. Um, and um, yeah, and so th I think it affected in this way. And then in just like giving me a peace of mind that at some point it will happen. Um, and I just got, have to wait for that what are some dreams that you have for your life? Like if you're like, okay, at some point I'll get married, but you're not kind of like that has to happen in the next six months or I have a timeline. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some dreams that you, yeah, do have for your life? Yeah. Um, I think like, well, when I was a kid, I definitely wanted to be married. And uh, like I mentioned, but not, not even married. It's more wedding, you know, like when you're a little girl, you're like, dress and all that stuff um but also the funny part is I was dreaming about living in America and being a big boss 
And so I imagined myself like walking down the street answering calls and people being like, oh, we need you so much. Can you please resolve the situation, blah, blah, blah. Like that type of like um, big boss career lady. So like when I was like seven or eight, I was dreaming about that. So I think these were two pieces of what I was dreaming about. In that second part, I'm not a big boss, but like I'm living in America and like you can grow in my career and I enjoy that. The wedding thing, I think, as I started uh, getting older, it started like reshaping of like, does it really matter to me that much? And I think I was asking myself several times in my life, uh, like, do you really want to be married kind of thing? So I had to reevaluate that question even for myself or like, why do you want to be married? And, um, and I think the answer has been changing throughout the years. Um, a lot of times my motivation has been more like fear-based. Um, and then, and then I think, yeah, it's been changing. So I can say where I land now, I feel like, I feel like I'm not answering your question actually, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think, um, where I landed now is that I, I want a certain marriage. Like I, I there is like. I realized and is like my friends got married and I was able to observe different marriages. I'm like, I don't want marriage just for the sake of being married. There is certain quality that comes with this relationship that I want to have. And if I'm not going to have that, like I don't want it. I don't want it just to have ring on my finger and wear a wedding dress. And yeah, so I think that's the answer. Now, my dreams, I think, uh, I think it's not, I don't have like dreams anymore. I think I just have things that experiences that I like to have. And I know you mentioned earlier this idea of, you know, that, that um, you feel like God has made it clear to you about your relationship status and that becoming, um, being married. And I know you mentioned that that's like not necessarily for everyone. And I wanted to just see if you had any more thoughts around, like, do you think that God um, has designed us each to be married um, and just kind of want to camp on that a bit. Like, does it say something about someone if God hasn't really planned for them to get married or? Yeah. Um, I think it's like big theological question that I don't have an answer to, because it's kind of like knowing God's mind and God himself says like, no one knows my mind, like stop trying to guess what I'm thinking. <laughs> Yeah. And so I guess, I mean, from that time, um, I'm wondering, so I feel like a lot of what I've seen just in like generally the world, I know I refer to a lot, just everyday life, um, that there's a general preaching that life to the full or just even your life in general begins when you have a partner, right? Like that's mm -hmm. the time where you start your career, you settle down, you have your children. I think a lot of that can be viewed as, you know, you're mature now, you're, you know, really living your life, you're set. Um, there's almost this like comfortability factor, like that's when you finally arrived mm -hmm. uh, and when you can finally live. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Would you agree with that just in general, like mm -hmm. what you've seen? People definitely think this way, definitely think this way. Um, that other people think this way doesn't mean that I have to think this way. I think, um, 
I love being in my 30s. I tell that all the time. I think uh, as I lived through my 20s, I was able to observe those early marriages and how they go. And after I saw them firsthand close with my friends around me, I'm like, God, I'm so blessed. That's why I started and I said, singlehood is blessing. Because, um, yeah, I, I started seeing like, oh, you are not necessarily mature if you're married. And if you go into marriage without being mature, you'll still ha- will have to make it work. But it's like hard pain. And isn't it great that I don't have to deal with that? Like, why wouldn't I be grateful for that? Like every day, you know? <laughs> like boom marriage (laughs) right well it's not I just think it's like a going back to what I said like quality I go for quality in every area of my life and I want that quality and I I for myself I know myself in the 20s I would not able to bring that quality and I I think I saw uh, that sometimes people even approach us as a um like I would hear things like oh you're going through this that will help you to be prepared for marriage as not like it will help me to become better disciple imitate Christ more but it's more about better wife or like better prepared for marriage so I see that approach I've, I've been told those things and usually I would just like stop them and confront them like oh no it's better better uh, very disciple that's what you're trying to say and they're like oh yeah <laughs> especially like when I would talk about my roommate relationship and they're like oh that's such a good preparation for marriage I'm like I do you mean to for me to be better disciple or being more closer to God and they're like oh yes that's what I mean because mm. I'm like I know God promised me marriage but you don't know that so why are you telling me that <laughs> right like there's almost this idea that again like your life you're working towards your life in marriage, right? Like that's the whole purpose of everything you do where you're like, actually, I'm working towards being closer to God. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I was going to ask them about like your experiences, if you've had any more, I know you just talked about some of the married couples that you've talked to, but any more experiences where um, people have kind of felt like, no, your life and your dreams kind of begin um, and you'll finally get life to the full right when you actually get married do you feel like you've had any other experiences with that specifically in the church I think I actually see it more among single people uh that feeling because when you are in the conversation not like right now I think with my circle of friends they have different uh state of mind on on those things but I definitely experienced that in the singles ministries there is this like frantic fear of what if I'm missing out? What if I will never get married? And just like them feeling because of that, so like miserable and unhappy and feeling like, how can there be happiness if you're not married? So I feel like, and that's like when you boil in that, in that like community, in that group, it, that can be tough. Would you agree with that? I wonder your thoughts. That's fascinating. Yeah. No, I... I personally am like, I think there, it really depends on the person, Mm -hmm. Um, but I could totally see that from different single people. And part of that, Mm -hmm. I think is just the way that um, it's been passed down and passed Mm -hmm. on that mindset of 
right? Like, again, my arrival point, my happiness, my dreams, my life to the full will begin with a relationship. Um, Right. And so I think that we just exacerbate that when we talk to other single people. Um, Yeah. For sure. I could see that. So I guess, what is your response when you interact with different people who, and different women who feel like, yeah, it's true. My life does not happen, does not begin Mm -hmm. until I get married. Like, what is your response to that? Like, what would you? Yeah. I, well, I think, uh, I would say in general, um, when I was thinking about the topic and like thinking through why do I have fun and why do I feel like I'm having a good life? (laughs) And I actually realized that a lot of uh, my mindset is wrapped around gratitude. And uh, even talking to some of my friends in preparation for the podcast, I realized that it's basically what are you focusing on? And a lot of times I've seen being focused like for myself or for people around me being focused on like, what am I lacking? Um, And I think um, looking back so far at my life, I'm so grateful for different relationships and different experiences like opportunities that I had with being single and even like my heartbreaks and how God like saved me from some relationship I'm like so so grateful that like I think that gives me boldness in like trying new ones because at the end at the end of the day if something is not working I will look back at that again and I say thank you God it didn't happen now I see why because that has been happening throughout my life so I think the state of gratitude and I try to like nourish that is what helped me. Then also there is another thing, um, the phrase of like living full life, right? Um, I was talking today to someone and we were discussing how actually it can be deceitful thinking that like married life is what is a full life because I feel like at the end of the day, you will be missing out on something whether you're married or single, like it's never going to be full, full. There is always going to be something that you're missing. And I, I think very acutely connected to understanding that at then like at some point, this life that I have will be over and I will not be just belonging to myself. And I'm grateful for the time that I have right now. And uh, I also think that when I will be married, there will be parts of my life that I will be missing. So it's kind of like you always chase this fullness, but it's never going to actually is like imaginary uh, feeling of fullness kind of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's a really helpful way of thinking about it, that it's almost this eternal view and that mm-hmm. it's kind of sad, but that life to the full is um at least in the way that we think about it in like earthly terms, if you will, um, is unattrievable. Un- is that a word? I cannot be a human in the tree. I'm looking at the trees right now. Like I cannot experience those two things. Sometimes I want to be like a dog or a panda that is like being hugged all the time. I cannot experience all together. Like you have your limitations. And so I feel like singlehood has a lot of beauty into that stage or into this lifestyle, whether you choose it or not, like there is so much beauty. You just have to see it. Mm, Yeah, that's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) There's an upside right to everything and a downside 
to everything. Mm -hmm. I think that makes sense. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think about even this, I know we've been kind of using this term life to the full. Mm -hmm. I think I started using that term, but um, from the scripture in John 10, where Jesus Mm -hmm. talks about how he brings life to the full. Yeah. um, Which again, I think is fascinating that it's, he doesn't say in there that actually marriage is going to give you life to the full. Yes. He's actually going to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, what does your life look like to be not um, held back in feeling like you're single and you can't do certain things? Like, what does that actually look like? And have you been tempted to, to feel impeded by being single or like waiting for marriage or, or anything like that? So like, oh, what, what my life looked like practically or kind of thing? Yeah. So like actually yeah. live like you're not waiting for something. Right. Well, let me tell you one thing, uh, like one practical that I thought I will describe my Saturday mornings and everyone will get jealous of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Makeup. So uh, once the farmer market starts um, being open, which actually just happened, I wake up, I go to farmer's market, I buy myself some fresh produce, berries, vegetables, herbs. I think what I'm going to be cooking this week. I'm coming back home. I grind some fresh beans, coffee beans. I make a pour over. I uh, wash a pour pour over like a Chemex. Yeah. I uh, wash my fresh berries. I um cut myself a piece of my favorite bread and then i'll sit down in the house that is quiet because no one is screaming mommy no one is like hey dear hey honey can you do this for me can you like nothing like that it is quiet i open my journal and i can sit with my journal with my coffee with my berries for like hour and just enjoy the quietness and the slow of the morning and as I'm saying to myself, I'm like, I am <laughs> so jealous of myself. But <laughs> it's like I did it to myself. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? I'm like, who wants to trade that life? Like me having like fun and satisfying my needs and my wants. Uh, honestly, also redefines how I approach relationship because I'm not looking to get anything. Like I'm happy where I am. And, um, and that's like a different quality of like relationship or approach. Like I'm not holding, I'm not holding for a man or quoting Rihanna. Like I'm not looking for a man. I'm like, if I like it, like if I enjoy that, if you can be a chair on my cake, like please do. But otherwise, like, like who will I trade this morning for? Like you will have to like show me something so I can give it up because once it's over, like it's over. And so, but at the same time, I also was thinking, you know what, like if I have a mindset of gratitude, if that's something that I um, cultivate, then talk to me when I will be married and I will tell you about my morning and you will be jealous again. It will be different morning, (laughs) but it will also beautiful morning. Like I will be also enjoying that life, you know? And so I try to um, do things that are fun for me, um, but also like like my skills or like my talents I try to invest them like I take art classes on a weekly basis um and that has been us that's so fun yeah so that has been cool too Uh, what kind of art uh I do oil painting oh I like um I'm a big proponent I think for women especially it's important to be financially independent 
So when we approach a relationship, that's also one of the things that we are not looking in relationship and uh, we have a freedom in that. And so I'm trying to like be good with my finances, but also like I'm able to make my own decisions about what I'm buying or when do I say no to myself, you know? And I really enjoy that because like one day I will have to compromise and I will have to negotiate and I will have to like share. It's just like so much complexity. So I'm like, isn't it beautiful right now that like I don't have to do that? Yeah. Wow. You really make it sound amazing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I I would like that life as well. <laughs> well, I mean, you do have that. No, you you're right. That that, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I love that that's true, not only for people who plan to get married or or feel like, you know, like you said that you really feel like God has made it clear that you will one day for people. Mm-hmm. Who, that, that's not actually clear. Or yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't know um, mm-hmm. that you can still be grateful. And I guess even with that, is there something that spiritually helps you kind of stay on that path as mm-hmm. far as like, I don't know how you think God wants you to live your life. And if there's any scriptures that you even go to with that, that help you, mm-hmm. um, again, not feel like, oh my gosh, I'm missing out on something or oh, yeah. my life hasn't started yet. I'm just waiting or mm-hmm. anything. Else. Yeah. I think one scripture that I was thinking about, um, it's in Psalm 16, 5, 6, and it says, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. And then uh, second one, I really like the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Like they're not just falling in like some places in pleasant places. Like, and so that's like the heart of me, like enjoying because it's pleasant right now, though having this limitation of singlehood. And then another one, like the know everyone knows it, Psalm 23, and where it says, like, stuff and road comfort me. Again, like, stuff and road is something that is like limits you, but like, there is comfort in that. And so I think, like, that's also the heart of like finding comfort in those limitations. What scripture was that? That's Psalm 23. Psalm 23, where it's like, when I walk through the valley of death, I will not be scared. Mm. Your stuff and road comfort me. So, like, the stuff and road comforting me. What advice would you give? to single people to even help us change our mindset, to help us even feel like, again, we're not just waiting for our life to the full, but we actually have it now being single. Like what, what would you, what advice would you give? Yeah, I, um, I think like um, asking yourself every time when your new week starts or new month, um, what am I doing fun this week? Or, or like, what am I doing fun this month? Or like if something sparkles, I'm like, um, uh, what is that? Marie um, Kondo, the type of cell with sparkles joy. I'm like, so something sparkle joy, write it down and like do that. Just do that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I, like, I'm not joking. I'm trying to like have fun intentionally in my life. <laughs> Great. Um, I, but also I don't like being bored and I'm kind of recovering adrenaline junkie. Um, sometimes my fun can be borderline illegal now but sometimes it can be limited to my basement I can just do something fun in my basement you know mm-hmm. um so that is one awesome about those adrenaline chunky times like what's what are, what are you doing uh I traveled to Brazil alone when I was in Russia for vacation and uh yeah I traveled for like 10 days um and uh, that was very interesting like as a single 
women in the most criminal capitals of uh, of the planet to go. Uh, and then when I was there, like that was not enough. I also did the hang gliding where I jumped from the mountain and I flew over the city um, by the ocean and landed on the beach. So I'm like, give me, <laughs> give me experiences. I traveled a lot. I think that has been fun. But then I can be like going to dance classes of like, best choreographers of United States and I'm not the best dancer at all but also like to the advice I would also say like you know that part of like living life to the full um that it starts with partnership I think you just have to kind of like the Santa Claus thing like we grew up and we were told like there is like Santa Claus and then we learned that it's not truth right so and somehow we accepted that but the part of like that we're learning in the childhood that you're um happiness starts with marriage is not something that we can accept with them like it's a lie you just have to like mm. accept it it is a lie and you have to be responsible for your own happiness you know I was reading Michelle Obama's book Becoming which so good I cried like several times and it was a library book and my tears are all, all over his library <laughs> book but <laughs> but there she was talking about how her and uh, Barack well went to a therapy and she realized that she expected him to deliver her happiness. And when I read it, I was like, whoa, like their marriage, like you look at the pictures, like they look so solid, like this is couple goals kind of thing, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, I want that too. But I like, but his lifestyle, like he had to like campaign, he traveled, he was not home. And she expected like, no, you should be here for me kind of thing. And I'm like, I need to learn that too. I totally like in my head, expect that my husband would like have some accountability for my happiness kind of thing and that's not that's not true and that's not right and so I think like learning how to make myself happy on my own is uh, also critical and I see that sometimes people don't want to do that they're like oh I have financial problems I'll find a rich guy or like I have like um, a lot of times, like, uh, they look for marriage, like, for sex as well. I know I can say big word S on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you know that there are sex therapists, that, which means there are sex problems because people literally pay money to fix their sex problems. So I'm like, this is also hard work. It's not just fun. Like, not that I know about that, but I'm like, it sounds like it can be a lot of hard work, a lot of compromise, a lot of, like... Uh, uh, selfishness can be in that and uh, and yeah as I said I think having a lot of married couples around me a lot of my friends marrying and then being like it was so overestimated I don't know why they sing about that and write poems about that <laughs> <laughs> and that's like it's very sobering you're like okay going back to my Saturday mornings do I want to give up that for that let's think about that Great. You're like, where are the songs about being single and going to the farmer's market and <laughs> being quiet in my house? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's really just refreshing to hear, yeah, your mindset um, mm-hmm. and so fun. Have you, I guess, has there been times that you, or have there been times that you've wrestled with that mindset where it does, yeah, I don't know if like before the time where you prayed with God and made these kind of yeah. years, do you feel like before that, there was any wrestle with, hmm, I really feel like my happiness will come from a relationship. Yeah, it's like it comes in waves, I would say, though. 
uh, and it also depends like what I'm going through life because sometimes it does feel like it would be easier right now if I would have someone especially I think as an immigrant when I moved uh, and I felt like yeah it would be cool to have like a like some partnership someone who is like that tied close to you and you can be um you can go through all this journey of uh, immigration together um I think every time someone not like not right now but before I experienced that when people around me starts like dating or married it can be also triggering I think when I had like I had a group of uh, friends that I was close with right and then at some point all I got married or had relationship all that stuff and then I started having like another group of friends like I moved and I found like some other friends and then they just like you're realizing that like as you're going through lives you will be finding those friendships because I think like my abandonment uh can be triggered by that like fear of abandonment can be triggered like oh I they will not need me anymore I will be alone definitely had those feelings I remember myself like at some point all my best friends um my two close friends uh best friends they started dating and I felt like I had this image in my head that I'm like sitting as a child on the field and everyone else comes and like their parents come and pick them up and I have no one and so I'm just stayed there on the field on my own and I, I remember like it was just so hurtful and um yeah I cried I cried some a lot I guess wow. <laughs> it, it, yeah it was hurtful at that time but um but then you kind of grow in resilience you know I realized recently uh in the past couple of years as I was like trying different relationship I'm like you know what rejection is good a rejection is good for me it, like grows my resilience and it grows me it like sweeps down layers where I put my worth into other people's opinion like with every rejection that I face I'm like okay I'm still good and I'm still worthy but it's also like years of therapy like I've been in therapy for like almost four years and I recommend it to everyone (laughs) so I think that's also like what you're seeing is a product of like a lot of validation from my therapies that started being internalized and now I'm like I'm validating myself oh my gosh right (laughs) yeah there's like a mental healthiness um, Mm -hmm. that makes sense where you're not looking for it from someone else Um, yeah is there anything else that you would want our listeners to hear um, or any final thoughts that you have you the question was in your list um how do you practically live your life as if you have it to the full now and I wanted to say it's not as if it is that (laughs) (laughs) I just like it comes down to like the mindset sometimes I would be like I want to be surrendered to make an effort in God's eyes like I am surrendered like to imitate that kind of thing and to imitate like I'm having my life to the full without genuinely embodying that mm. and uh so I would like do things but that they uh, at my heart I would still be not content mm. and so I'm just like learn not to fake it but like learn to be honest with yourself for me like journaling helps or like again asking myself question about like what do I like what sparkles joy tracking that in my heart like emotion you know um and like being present and be grateful for that like I like my food like 
if I have like my food, like it feels like I have a date like with my food because like I sing songs before I eat or during when I eat, I dance and I sing and I, um, I accolade my food. So uh, that's something that brings me joy, but like good food, you know, uh, coming back to the quality. Uh, but yeah, like track those things like that, uh, that is, that, that sparkles that joy. Or like friendship, like being grateful for friendship. Again, like I feel like that's, uh, sometimes people hold back um, like the intimacy of like emotional in- intimacy of relationship because they like, they expect intimacy being connected with physical and it's not necessarily but also like I'm a physical touch person I try to have like a lot of hugs with my friends or like sometimes give them kisses and stuff like that because I'm like I still need it we're like can be suffocated as a a single people without any physical connection because we're so scared of that and also because culture sexualize it and I think I'm like normalize physical connection (laughs) we need that so yeah that's that's all my thoughts okay I ramble (laughs) (laughs) no it's great again I appreciate your perspective and even just hearing your experiences and what you've wrestled through um especially again the idea that like you are in control of your own life and Mm -hmm cultivating things that make you have a life that you love um right and being grateful for what what you have been given um and it sounds like that is truly the the life to the full part that is you know you can dream you can be present in your life and not um again just wait um even though that might be what culture or songs or movies tell you but again life to the full is what you can have right now. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. an infomercial. You can have it yeah. now <laughs> for twenty dollars. Um, just kidding. and it looks like you do that too. Like even starting your podcast. Um, I think like if you would be married by now, you would probably not even come up with the idea of of the need of this podcast and like you taking ownership and saying like I'm gonna fulfill this need and I fulfill this space. Like that's what you're doing. And it seems like it brings joy to you. So like props to you and uh, everyone who like goes after things that they're like, oh, there is a need and I actually enjoy fulfilling that uh, or I want to do that. Like that always inspiring me. And I love that people do that. I encourage them, empower, especially like women. Oh, please do like, don't live boring life. Just don't do that. <laughs> I so appreciate that it is it's funny because I again while we're doing this for a podcast I feel like I get so much out of hearing um different experiences so so again I am so grateful for you being here um and for all of your thoughts I know we actually end up doing this over zoom which is fascinating we'll see how the sound turns out so sorry if it sounds different um (laughs) but so grateful for this time and Yeah, I think that's it. Um, Catch us next time on You've Got No Mail.